money in it. All right, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Okay. The quarantine edition of the Finish Line podcast is brought to you by Rico's Creations. Um, it's a CBD business uh, that specializes in bath bombs, fairy dust, and soaps. And she also sells edibles made with 100% pure CBD. You can find her on Twitter at one Rico underscore suave. That's one R I C O underscore S U A V E. We're also brought to you by Patreon. You can find us on Patreon.com at The Finish Line Podcast. Uh, that is where you can donate money to us on a monthly basis, and we will, in return, give you entertainment. This is the first episode we've ever recorded where we are all not in the same location, but we thought it was necessary that we give you some content while you're quarantined. What's good with y'all? Hey, we make it happen, man. <laughs> we make it happen, baby. We make it happen. Chilling like a villain. Yeah, call Eight it hours a day. Doing it. That's you. War zone. <laughs> we took a break from Call of Duty to give you this. Um, but this is going to be an abbreviated episode. We just wanted to um, give you our takes on a few things that are happening in the sporting world right now, even though there isn't much going on. Uh, first and foremost, shout out Nipsey Hussle. This is the one year anniversary of Nipsey Hussle um, being sh- uh, fatally shot and killed outside of his store in um, Los Angeles, California. Um, it is also right around the anniversary of Russell Westbrook dropping 2020 in honor of Nipsey Hussle. I watched that highlight today and it brought um, like half a tear to my eye because <laughs> it was beautiful. But yeah, that, um, was o- that was OD. That was that was a great performance. But yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Russell Westbrook, bro. I feel like in 20 years, I'm gonna be like, damn, I didn't appreciate him enough. But um. Anyway, we're going to start the episode where this episode is going to be purely by the numbers. Uh, The first number is 855,941. That is the amount of coronavirus cases that we have experienced all across the world. Um, As you all know, we don't got to talk too much about it, but the coronavirus has completely ravaged society. As we know, everything's shut down. Um, I feel like if I leave the crib, I got to have my freedom papers. Um, All sporting events are shut down. Uh, we don't know when the NBA is going to come back. Um, the NCAA shut down. Wimbledon might not even happen. I think that'll be the first time in like 70 years that Wimbledon won't happen. And Wimbledon is like the Super Bowl of tennis, bro. Yeah. 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 And, and um, the Olympics, what, got pushed back a year? You said already? Yeah, bro. yeah 2021. Um, I know the NBA is considering um, they really want like a late June return, but it's going to be kind of hard to kind of dance around that with – how you know what tv stations are we going to show it on you know arenas and things of that nature because a lot of these nba teams shared their respective arena with the hockey team or the wnba team um in 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 their same city so and then especially if you're go ahead one thing that i've heard that they're going to consider doing is probably just skipping the rest of the regular season just going straight to the playoffs and having like six or seven select cities that the NBA teams stay at, and that's where they play, and most of them will be neutral sites, um, just to keep from the travel and even yeah. more of a chance of catching coronavirus. That makes yeah, a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, like w- what I've heard is um, they're trying to get something popping in Las Vegas because that's what they do the summer league anyway, and you have multiple teams like play there in like a round round robin type fashion. Yeah, that that. That would make the most sense. The more I think about it, I think especially with the time crunch they will be on, it it would it would be too it wouldn't make much sense to just finish those sixteen games that was left in the season. 
because if we on a time crunch, you know, the East was basically figured. Yeah, the East was basically figured out. The West, um, you know, the the I know that was a little bit of a race, but these are unprecedented times. So yeah, let it rock. And and, and and it was really just a race to get your ass beat by the Lakers. So <laughs> it really right. didn't matter. Go ahead, Cal. I got a question for y'all because they would be skipping the 16 games, right? It, like, let's say, for instance, they go with that route. Don't y'all think that might affect the playoffs of like rest versus rust and like who's healthier, so, who's healthy? So like, you know what I'm saying? Le- LeBron came out and said, um, I forgot who he said it to. He said it in an interview last week. He said, People think that rest is what my 35 year old body needs when he said it's really the contrary. Um, a lot of these guys, they're, it, they need to be in that rhythm, especially somebody like him. The older you are, the more susceptible you are to injury. So I think, I think ideally in a perfect world, having a few games to kind of get you going would be ideal. But I just think that it's a blessing to even be able to get those playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is why I feel like they should go ahead and do the 16 games, even if it's a slightly accelerated. I mean, I know it still could risk injury, but I think they need that time to say, all right, look, I've been in the game for a little bit. Now I can go into the playoffs and be ready. Maybe not 16, maybe like seven to nine, but I feel like yeah, they need yeah, something yeah. to kind of get into a rhythm or something. Yeah, like what, yeah. what LeBron said specifically was like a, like a training camp, like a week or so training camp. To get people back back in um back in playing shape and then go ahead and go ahead and get the playoffs started. I think that's yeah. what they'll probably do. Like those first couple practices back are gonna be hard as hell. Like they're probably gonna yeah, be bro. going full blown scrimmages just to get some form of game action in before the real game start. Yeah. So moving on to the NFL, uh kind of switching lanes real quick. Um we have April twenty third, twenty three is the number. Uh, the Roger Goodell has come out and said that the NFL plans to hold their draft as planned um, on April twenty third. Now that came to the you know dismay um, and the frustration to a lot of people because a lot of the GMs feel that they haven't gotten an adequate or fair chance to look at their respective prospects. Um, you know, with not being able to have pro days and not being able to have like real chances to really look at the players as they would usually during this time of year. But Roger Goodell said that they're going to go on and do it anyway. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I, I think that that's the right course of action. Cause I mean, if you think about it, there are sometimes players who perform very well in their pro day. Like um, what's the dude name? Uh, Mike Mamula, like way back in the day, he um, they got drafted by the um, Philadelphia Eagles. He was a monster in his pro day, got, got on the field and was trash. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> No, for real. So, yeah. So, so all, all these things are a crapshoot anyway. So, I feel like in the interest of keeping things on task, like there's plenty of film out on most of these guys. Like, go ahead and have a draft now. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you can't get like a second or third look at these people, but sometimes you can have three, four, five looks and still not get it right. So, I feel like um, I feel like Roger Dell is right in going ahead and going um, going with the, the playing that schedule. Yeah, in all honesty, like my opinion on it. In a weird way, Roger Goodell has saved the sports world. Because if we didn't have NFL free agency, we yes. would probably be we would be crushed. Like we wouldn't have anything to talk about whatsoever. Um, yeah. So just continue to go on with that. And I also saw the NFL. Hang on, let me pull it up real quick. The NFL teams are allowed up to three video calls per week with one player, and they can la- they can't last any longer than an hour. Each call must be reported to the NFL. Um, so the Chargers and Raiders have since done this with Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. Um, so they're only able to do like FaceTime calls 
um, and different things like that to evaluate guys. But it's just different when he's sitting in that room full of everyone in the draft room and you're asking them questions. So it's a good consolation prize. I'm glad that, not glad, but like I think it's fortunate that something like this is happening in 2020 and not 1992 because if need be, you know what I'm saying, we could have the entire draft over FaceTime if we if you really want to be super technical. Um but, but like you could really you could get all these there we have video call, we have FaceTime, we have the ability to access these GMs and these scouts and these coaches have the ability to access these guys film in half a second, you know what I'm saying? Whereas back in 91, uh Bill Belichick would have had to get a damn carrier pigeon express mailed <laughs> VHS <laughs> express mailed from Oregon if he wants to look at Justin Herbert. So so I think and and it's also good that, you know, we're in this era where this coronavirus and things like this, we can get these updates immediately, whereas those numbers would have been so skewed for so long. And we probably would have had to cancel every season 30 years ago because we, we would there's there's no there would have been no way to adequately and promptly get the information you need at the drop of a dime like we do at this time. And then also with with the advent of um, like social media. Players are way more in control of their own narrative now than ever before. So yeah. so they're also able um, to disseminate information in a, in a very quick fashion. You know what I'm saying? So if it had to happen at any point in history, now was the perfect time, if you will. Yeah, man. Perfect time. No, if, no you know, no, if I use the words perfect time very loosely because this is truly a devastating time for many, many people around the world. But keeping on the same um Keeping on the NFL wave, the next number is 16. 16 is for 16 to 1. That is what the um, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, Super Bowl odds are now that they have signed Tom Brady. Um, I'm going to read y'all off the Super Bowl odds real quick. We got uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 4 to 1. They lead the league um, by 4 to 1 odds to win the 2021 Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens are 13 to 2. San Francisco 49ers are 7 and 1. The Saints are 11 and 1. Cowboys are 12 and 1 and the Bucks are right there in 6th place at 16 to 1 odds. You said the Cowboys are what? The Cowboys are right above the Buccaneers 5th place. They are 12 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it goes <laughs> it goes it goes Chiefs, Ravens, 49ers, Saints, Cowboys and then the Bucks. I don't even I don't even know how the Cowboys is in the top five and they yo, didn't make any adjustments. Yo, yo, Jerry no, Jones. No, yo, <laughs> yo, no, it, it's that. And also like like as much as we all give the Cowboys hell, like especially me and Wanya, because you know that you from the NFC East, on paper these niggas look immaculate. That's why that's, that's why they're fact. the top. So I mean, but they got worse. <laughs> they, <laughs> lost, they, yeah. lost, they lost their starting center and they lost their star corner and didn't replace them at all. Yeah, they, like they literally got worse. <laughs> I mean, I feel you, but we we all know how this shit work, man. Hey, we so one, crazy. one of the ones the on this Jets. list that I wanted to to bring up before you go, Waye, is that from the Texans trade, they've dropped down to sixty to one odds. That's fucking shit. Yeah, the bottom half of the league, the, the bottom five are the Dolphins right now have 100 to 1 odds. The Panthers have 125 to 1. The Jaguars are tied with the Redskins. Oh, so the Jaguars, Redskins, and Bengals all have the, they're tied for the worst odds at 200 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Those will be rich. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's put crazy. your bread put, put your bread on the Dolphins. <laughs> hey, I'll put hey. 100 on it. High key, I would put bread on the Dolphins. I would put bread on 
um, the over for the Dolphins this season? Because I'm sure they're over. They're over under is what four wins probably. Nah, Maybe we'll see. Like, they probably this year because they yeah. won four wins last year. They won five. They won five. They won five. Uh, yeah, they won five last year. So um, yeah, uh, some surprise. And we we'll talk more about Super Bowl odds, of course, down the road as we get closer to the season. Because I'm sure these are going to change as you know people get drafted, people get hurt and or traded more. Um, but uh, the next number that we have, I don't have a number for this one, but I know we got to talk about it. Is it's more of a quote. Tyrod Taylor came out and said that I'm I'm um kind of <laughs> I'm paraphrasing this I'm paraphrasing this quote. But Tyrod Taylor came out and said that if you give me the keys to a team, I'm going to surprise people. Um, this came a few days after he posted on his Instagram story um, working out with former Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. Since we last recorded our podcast, Cam Newton um, was cut from the Panthers, uh, but there's a lot of speculation about where he's going, whether it's to back up somebody or to go be the starting quarterback potentially in Los Angeles or New England. Wanye, I want to hear you first. What do you think about the potential or prospect of Cam Newton potentially starting for either the Chargers, Patriots, or anybody in 2020? Uh, I I don't think that it's going to happen, bro, in all honesty. And, like, this is non-hate at all. Like, this is complete, like, non-bias. Um, the Patriots somehow, some way, have $23 million in dead cap money from Tom Brady. So they don't look like they'll be getting a quarterback anytime soon. They're probably going to rock with Stidham and Hoyer. And the Chargers have said they're going to rock with Tyrod and will most likely draft the guy at six. Um I'm a Tyrod believer, man. I mean, watching that, not not watching too much, but following the Chargers team just because of you. You know, that team was decimated because of the turnovers from Phillip Rivers. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor will not turn over the ball nearly as much as Phillip Rivers did. And I think they'll be in the mix because um, of, that, of that division and the um, additions they made to that defense. Getting Chris Harris Jr., I think, was big time. So I'm rocking with Tyrod Taylor, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I've, I've kind of changed my perspective a little bit being a Chargers fan. I'm excited to root for a black quarterback. I think that'll be fun for a change. You're right, Phillip Rivers, he threw us out of so many games, bruh. Like, he threw, he th- and bruh, and I'm not even exaggerating, he threw us out of the, the, the Lions game. He threw us out of both Raiders game. That Chiefs game, brother, he threw he threw us out of the Chiefs game, one of the Broncos games, both uh, Raiders games, and the Lions game, bro. That's five games that I'm sure that without interceptions we would have won all five games, and that's the difference between being five and eleven and being ten and six. You know what I'm saying? So, and so one thing one thing that I want to um, talk about with Tyrod Taylor because I, I believe in Tyrod too. Um, I think his biggest thing is turnovers, not not in the sense of interceptions, but fumbles, but also sacks that he gives up. In uh twenty, hold on, I'm trying to get the right year. In twenty sixteen with Buffalo, he gave up, he had forty six sacks, and so with the offensive line that the Chargers got, a good running game, you got weapons. I think Tyrod Taylor is a guy who can go in and compete. And the Chargers, the the front office. They surprised me. I think we had top five, like Wanye said, we had a top five off season. Um. Um, because we should, we definitely, we 
handled the offensive line with Trey Turner and Brian Beluga. Um, so he shouldn't have anything to really worry about with the offensive line. Um, there's going to be time for him to throw. He got his weapons. We got Hunter Henry. We got Mike Will made it. We got Slayer. You got Austin Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson in the backfield. So And they and they, ta- and they tagged Henry, right? They did. We tagged Henry $11 million. So, and smooth, and smooth. for like accuracy stakes, he's over 60%. You know what I'm saying? So he's... he's- yeah, I'm looking. His... His, 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 he had two, it looks like he had three years in Buffalo where they gave him the keys for the most part. Um, he played 14 games in 2015 and then 15 games apiece in 16 and 17. Um, he went 20 and six. Yeah, he went, he threw 20 and six touchdowns, interceptions, 17 and six, 14 and four. So he's not bad. So I, I, I take back a lot of my slander. Is what I'm saying. I think, given, I think given the weapons that the Chargers have, like, he can be really successful. Like, people forget, bro, when he was in Buffalo, they were paying Kelvin Benjamin. Like, Kelvin Benjamin was making the 53-man <laughs> roster. Like, one of the Ew. worst receivers we've seen in recent <laughs> memory. Like, I think, I think given, the, given the weapons that they have, um, I, think, I think he can be successful. Not saying he's going to go out there and be no MVP candidate, lead him to, you know, 12, 13 wins, but he can be solid. Now, on the other, on the flip side of that, what what do y'all say to people who will sit down and tell you that the Carolina Panthers did Cam Newton wrong? I agree. I think there I think there was multiple ways to go about the giving like cutting Cam Newton. I think mm-hmm. if they would have cut him early enough, he would have been able to still secure a bag and a job. But with with them cutting him where he did, all the situations were already taken care of. So then it, it kind of made it look like, all right, well, you just gonna have to get in where you fit in. And at that point, you, like Wanye said, he's going to either have to take the year off or be a backup to somebody and hope that either – I'm not saying hope, but, you know, if somebody gets hurt or if he just outplays them in practice, maybe. But everybody really has their guy. And there was a there was a small window of time in which they could have cut him earlier and he would have been right. able to be somebody's guy. But it's, it's too late now. Yeah, well yeah. – um. I, I agree with everything you said, Calvin. I don't think it's too late for him to be somebody's guy. Um, because if like what I've been hearing a lot in comparison to, with him and Tyrod Taylor is that they're the same quarterback. Right. So in my mind, if if all things are being equal as far as like, you know, stats or whatever, what they bring to the table, I if, if I'm betting my money, I'd rather I put it on the guy who had an MVP season and was really like the main the main driving force for that team making it to you know to the playoffs like because I, th- I think that yeah he had kelvin benjamin on his squad right like when they made it to nah, the Super Bowl? kelvin benjamin was out he tore his acl that year um, but, uh, okay yeah okay but but uh, but e- either way like um i think i don't think people are giving cam enough credit for the um the type of player that he is i feel like and this is kind of answering the last question a little bit I feel like Tyrod, he does a very good job at, at taking care of the ball. But the question I would have is, um, is he going to be able to make the plays that, that get you over the edge? I feel like Cam brings a little bit more of that to the table than he does. And I also believe that for for Cam being the, the best player in, in Panthers history, the way that they handled him going out the door, I think, was piss poor. I think there was just a, a much better way about going about it. Like if 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 in turn this is you just saying this is just a business of the NFL, that's perfectly fine. But it's just a better way to operate from from a business standpoint. And they didn't do they didn't do him any favors doing it the way they did. To answer your question, Dre, did they do him wrong? I don't I don't think they did him wrong in any in any way, shape, or form. Because in, initially, what they did is they said, "Hey." 
go find a trade partner. You know, it was just unfortunate with the coronavirus. Teams couldn't do their own physical on them and different things of that nature. So that, so that kind of dried up the market for them. Um, but I don't, I don't think they did him wrong in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, we, we make this argument when players leave on their own, you know, that, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. And that's the same thing with Cam Newton. And when you have an ownership group who wasn't there for your good years, they have no ties to you. So they have nothing to be like, you know, to, to try to make to try to make your exit well, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I, don't I mean, think they did him wrong at all. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, they weren't there for, for his years, but everybody with two eyes. And, and a working brain understands this is your franchise player, right? And and if and if coming in you you already knew you was gonna move off of him, you could have done so a lot a lot sooner than you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but well, they but I, they tried, and no one wanted to give up nothing. No, no, no. Okay, no, but but like initially, like like when Dave Tepper first got there, he was when him him and Matt Rule was saying, "Hey, um, we're we're going to evaluate Cam and see where he's at. Like, we're going to try to work it out with him, right?" So, so at that point, people were thinking, "Oh, he's going to be on the team." But I'm certain they didn't come to that decision that, "Hey, he's not going to work out for us." And we're gonna release them. They didn't come to that decision the day of. Like I'm sure they came to us like earlier than that. So so instead of doing work, doing all this like find a trade partner business. If you like, if you know you can't find a trade partner, release him before free agency so that he has an opportunity to be out there with with the other um the other quarterbacks that signed. You know what I'm saying? Like but that's the, but I'm the saying. league year, but the league year and all that stuff starts at the same time. Like there isn't like right free, there isn't like a pre free agency period. Like okay, but what I'm starts at the same right, time, which is when they ask him to go find a trade partner. Okay, but but listen, like if if like how long will it take for you to for you to find a trade partner? It, it shouldn't take a whole like how long is the free agent period? Um, it depends. I mean, I think finding a trade partner could be a little harder than we think because. You gotta, you gotta think. Maybe Cam has it, how much, how much cap space do certain teams have? Will I fit here? Um, how much am I asking for? You know what I'm saying? Um, my answer to the question is I don't necessarily think, I don't necessarily think they did them wrong because at the end of the day, it's a business. I just would have liked for it to have been handled differently. But I think, like Wanya said, with the coronavirus and everything, things kind of weren't things they are the timelines were altered um I, now matt rule did come out and say that he he definitely is going to coach cam newton for 2020 i guess he kind of reneged really quickly on that um i he reneged quick as hell but i think i would love for cam newton to have a chance um if i'm the care if i'm a chargers fan which i am i would like to see cam newton in a, a at the starting quarterback or at least see him compete with Tyrod Taylor in like a uh, in camp. I don't think he I don't think he can come in and ask for 20 million dollars a year like he was getting because his last 10 games with Carolina he was ass. Um and so I don't know man. I it, it's a really shitty situation and it feels like yesterday we were watching him in the Super Bowl. Um but it's it's a football is probably the one sport where your your 15 seconds of fame are really really short. Unless your name is Tom Brady, <laughs> you're, you're, you're that 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 prime, bro. Because with a sport where there's so much turnover and where you could literally have your career ended on any play, it, on a snap, bro, like it it sucks. And we we see this all too. It, dudes fall off cliffs very quickly. Peyton Manning was throwing fifty touchdowns in 2012, and then in the Super Bowl <laughs> three years later, they could have had anybody. You could have told me Peyton Manning was Nate Peterman. 
in that Super Bowl. <laughs> he could because honestly, with that with that defense, you you could have put me behind center and we would have won that game because they made Cam Newton and the Panthers look like that bean pack. They looked like fresh. The camp and Brad Wanye, I rewatched that play the other day, the play that you hate him for. Why he didn't dive on that ball, Wanye? <laughs> He should have. He should have. He should have dove on the ball, AZ. Agree, but here's the thing: if if you're if you're not willing to give him credit for what he's done in the past, at some point you're gonna have to let go of the mistakes he made in the past as well. Because we've all made mistakes before. We should have done shit we like we supposed to, and we haven't. And then we look for opportunities to redeem redeem, uh, redeem listen, ourselves. This 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 ain't got nothing to do with no life lesson, my nigga. Like I yes, it does. Not, but this, that won't no mistake. You he consciously said. Oh, that's oh, that's Demarcus wearing Von Miller down there. Nah, yo, I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah. What I'm saying is, he made a conscious decision that was a mistake to make. I don't disagree that was a mistake, but I'm saying at some point you gotta let that shit go. All I'm what I'm saying is this: whoever whoever has the services of Cam Newton this year are gonna be well pleased with 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 the performance he puts on the field. I feel like he he's out he's out for blood this, um this year. I, and you know what? I hope so, but I'm rooting for Cam. I don't have nothing against Cam. I'm always going to root for the black quarterback um, because as Phillip Rivers just proved when he was signed by Indianapolis before his family could even close the U-Haul truck, tall and white. <laughs> that if, if Cam Newton was available... Be, like at the beginning of free agent agency, now, you, you what, fit in with the Colts. I now, what, 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 now what I don't now what I did not like was seeing Nick Foles taken as quickly as he was. Now, I didn't like seeing Nick Foles taken so quickly. Well, it's all you you know it's all about relationships, man. Matt yeah. Matt Nagy was there. Matt Nagy was was his QB coach in Kansas City. He know the offense. That's just how that's just how it goes. The thing that made me realize that it's really quiet for Cam Newton is when Ron Rivera pulled the trigger on Kyle Allen for a fifth round. Yeah. Well, he, that, he that, to, that's yeah. when I, because that was his last option. Because when no one else wants you, you know, you got to rely on those relationships like Nick Foles did, like Philip Rivers did with Frank Wright, you know, and, the, and yeah. so on yeah. and so forth. When I saw yeah, that, I said, yeah, it's a rap for him. Like, no, yeah. he may not play this year. Hey, yo, honestly, I'm get hurt. Nah, nah, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like the Chargers are gonna pick him up, and he's gonna be on niggas' heads this year. I'm telling you. I mean, hey, listen, if he pick, if if if, listen, bro, if we pick him up in Los Angeles, I'm here for it. I'm here, but I need him to come in. I need him to be a dog. I need him to work. I don't need none of that. Well, well, I mean, if they, if if the if the Chargers bring him in, they're they're gonna compete. In the preseason, you know what I'm saying. Yo, and, and you honestly think a healthy Cam Newton can't beat out Tyrod? Like, think, like for real? I think it, I, nah, like I think, I think it'll it be close. Stats wise, what? Tyrod Ty Taylor is a lot more accurate than Cam has. That's, been. that's, that's, no, that, that's, that's fine. That's what I'm fact. saying is Cam Newton brings a whole nother element to the quarterback position that that is that is very well, relevant I now. That Tyrod doesn't. Well, well, I, I think, think that be translate to wins. It, that, that doesn't translate to wins. You took his team to the Super Bowl. What five you mean? Years ago, five, five years ago. But not nah, AZ. We gotta. I think any team that picks him up. Listen, I think any team that considers picking up. I think any team that considers picking up Cam, they're gonna need a hundred and ten percent 
certainty that his foot is okay. Because remember, Cam is not coming off one injury. He's coming off two, his foot and his shoulder. And being a mobile quarterback, if your foot is, if your foot caused you to sit out damn near a whole season and some change, then I'm going to come, I'm going to, your, your, your running style and your ability to do so, especially, bro, Cam Newton is in his 30s. He's got a lot of miles and a lot of fucking dings on that fucking, on his body. Yeah, which, yeah. And so just, just like when, same thing happened to Mike, same thing, same thing happened to Mike Vick, bro. Mike Vick was a terror. And then, bro, his, his body just broke down on him. Like all bodies do, bro. We're human. Your body's going to break down at some point. Um, especially. And LeBron's body will break down at some point too, and it, I expect LeBron's body might break down at fifty. Yeah, but anyway, last number of the show is nineteen. Nineteen is for April nineteenth. ESPN just announced that Michael Jordan's documentary, well, the Bulls, but it's Michael Jordan's documentary to me. Um, the Last Dance comes out on April nineteenth, and is it is a ten part documentary so we're gonna get five weeks of michael jordan and the bulls uh parts one and two come out on april 19th parts three and four april 26th next the week after that parts five and six then seven and eight and then on may 17th it ends with parts nine and ten and i am very excited um i feel like i'm always willing and eager to take in michael jordan stuff because i didn't get to see him play live um and I don't know. I'm, and we don't have any sports. So <laughs> well, I'm most excited to hear from throughout all of this, like on the uh, Al Al interviews and stuff. No, Who? no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> I really want to see what the interviewers ask Scottie Pippen about this whole experience. Because Absolutely. Every, yes, because sir. Every, everybody says Michael this, Michael that, but he had a Robin and like Scotty won't know scrub. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I really not at all. I really want to see what Scotty yeah. has to say about the whole MJ thing versus everybody, all that. I just want, I just want to see how. Yeah, he, I, I mean, Mike had a squad, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he had a squad, but Mike is still Mike, though. He like this nigga was was next level in real life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm sure, like Scotty and and maybe uh, Rodman and all the other like side sidekicks may feel slighted in some way. But but uh, I but I'm certain like I I think the only one that has the license to feel slighted is Scotty. If I'm Rodman and them, yeah. If I'm Rodman, nigga, I was a role player that got five rings. No, no, but no, but Rod, Rodman um was a championship player with the Pistons. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. Yeah, Rodman was, right. was yeah. tough. Yeah, he was. Rodman Rodman is a Hall of Famer in his own respects. You know what I'm saying? Great one of the, yeah first ballot one of the great. He got five rings. He got five rings, one with the uh, Pistons, and then the other five, uh, the other four. I'm sorry, with the Bulls. Um, yeah, but I'm really, I'm excited, bro. I, I hate that we still got to wait damn near three weeks for it, but I'm super excited to watch it, bro. Because I don't, I don't envision us getting any real sports content like live sports again for another two months. And real talk, like I mean, I'm, I'm kind of over all these like flashback moments that they be trying to throw up on Sports Center and shit, like. <laughs> I mean, right, I get it, but like, 
Yeah, and but I, I, I nigga. Better better to see that than to hear Max Kellerman and Stephen A talk about the same shit every day. The same shit, bro. And it's like the thing about it is, AC. At the end of the day, ESPN—they're still a TV station. Y'all remember the episode of SpongeBob where he was running around in his brain trying to find the files and shit? That's how ESPN is every day, bro. They still because I'm sure their CEO and Disney, because they own ESPN, are like biting their fucking nails right now because nigga, our ratings are tanking. I haven't turned on ESPN. And since since then since uh Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert big ass got the fucking Rona, <laughs> so I mean at the, they they got to do what they got to do. We talking about Rudy Gobert but, and Donovan Mitchell. Shout, but I mean shout out to them for you know taking the initiative and listening to their fans because. I'm sure that it wasn't just some white guys in the ESPN headquarters saying, hey, I think we should release The Last Dance. They listened to us, and they knew that this is the right thing to do, nigga, because they're going to – they're going to – go ahead. I was going to say, and they listened to Braun when him and, like, Richard Jefferson were all on, like, Skype yeah. or whatever, and they was like, yeah, drop that. Just, yeah. just to give my two th- my two yeah, go ahead, on ahead. it real quick. Um, I'm extremely excited for this. You know, guys like me, you know, you, Dre, and Calvin, who – you know, weren't alive or like really knowledgeable when this shit was going down. It's going to be great for us because we don't have really a documentary to like to insight on what happened with the Bulls and all that. Like we know <laughs> they're great. We know we know the storyline behind it, but we don't know the insides of it. We weren't there. We don't really know how big they were. And the Rodman thirty for thirty kind of gave us a little bit of an insight on it. But yeah. this, I'm I can't I can't fucking wait. Like I keep watching yeah. the trailer because it's so dope. Like I can't wait to hear yeah, yeah. like Bob Costas and Barack and Justin Timberlake, like all the and, and some- you know you know that shit gonna be real because they needed ten fucking episodes to give us this shit, bro. But um one this the, uh, one like little last aside. Um, if you listen to our podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. But you can also find us on WhatYouExpect.com. And WhatYouExpect.com is, is run by our guy, Dwa Vocals. He wrote an article today. <laughs> I don't know if y'all read it. It was a great, well-written, great-written article. <laughs> he said his the article is, on, is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer? They have a segment on their website. It's called, Is He a Hall of Famer? Where they kind of take polarizing characters and decide, is he or she a Hall of Famer? Now... My question to y'all, listen, y'all, my question to y'all is not, is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer? Because basketballreference.com has him at 86% if he retired tomorrow, right? The que- Dwa said in his article that Kyle Lowry in his head is not better than, but had a better career than Chris Paul. Absolutely not. I mean, based on the championship. Career, no. I, I, no, we're just saying better off, not based on anything, but Kyle Lowry had a better career than Chris Paul. Not my opinion, Dwa's opinion. Chris Paul can still retire ringless and still have a better career than Kyle Lowry. Chris Paul, I, I, I thought it was asinine. AZ, what do you think? You're not going to say yes, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, you know, because, well, well, like, well, I, I, I want to go and read the article. But, but my main question is, and I'm sure this is answered in articles, like, what is he basing that on? Because it, the, the only real, um, I guess, outlier between them is, is the championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least, at least uh, at my, my opinion, I could well, be wrong. But Chris Paul is like, what, top five in all-time assists, right? Yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris Paul is the second greatest defensive point guard of all time behind Gary Payton. He's he Kyle has, Lowry probably has a, a record for like fucking flops and uh, charges <laughs> taken. That's about it. And, and, and attempted nutmegs. <laughs> but yeah, man, y'all can go find that article on whatyouexpect.com. We'll link it in our episode description. 
um but support us on patreon we're gonna be trying to come back and give you guys um as much content as we can as humanly and quarantinely possible um <laughs> in the next few weeks or however long we're quarantine uh but y'all be blessed Gang, hey, stay gang, safe gang, and gang. set your asses in the crib. Yeah, yeah stay, stay the, the fuck, fuck home. home. <laughs> right, and wash your hands. AZ, we're done. Honest attempt playing to the left. Judge a young nigga by that dress. Death is no washing. What they expect? Only thing we knew for sure is the bang is set. Fuck living basic. I'm taking risks. Fuck what they saying. I'm saying this. Don't waste your time. It don't make you rich. It don't mean nothing. So fuck them. Let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make a sis. Ballin' so hard you can play a bitch. Lead to the lake if they wanna fish. Make sure them niggas around you stick to the script. This should be written in stone. You should come visit my zone. Don't take my word. Double check all of my flows. Ask them how hustle got on, but fuck what you heard. This for who walked down that road. Sold everything but they sold. Straight off the curb. Real niggas rich as you nerds. Address to whom and make it sound. I don't do this for nothing.